0: Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode 36. My name is Brandon, I am your host, and this is the Nomads of Fantasy podcast.
1: And I'm also here with Eric. Cake and grief counseling will be available at the conclusion of the test.
0: Hmm. Oh, nice. And Dave? Speedy
2: thing goes in, speedy thing comes out. Nice.
0: Uh, yeah, that was, um, that was some quotes coming from the game Portal, which is great because we have a guest And who did we bring with us but Gladys herself from the game portal. Gladys, would you mind saying hello to our listeners? Hello. And Gladys promised that she would behave during this episode, but, you know, help us out whenever we had questions about the game. But anyways, uh, before we get into the game, we always like to do a catch up. So let's just start with you, Dave. What have you been doing? And then we'll go to Eric, me, and then, I don't know. Checking
2: um nothing too much just cleaning up some stuff i finished oliha uh Ooh, nice. that came out uh on game pass it was only like six ish hours um not a ton of story so the ending of it wasn't terribly impactful it was kind of like it was done and that was it so it was a nice little short bite-sized game um i did get a little hammered this weekend so I don't know if it is just something about me, but you're hungover. I can't play anything too fast-paced, so I went with turn-based strategy and dove back into Wasteland Three. Started cleaning nice. that one up. It's a came out it came out a while ago, 2014, but still haven't finished that. It. It's been getting piecemealed over these years. Um, but it's your standard like XCOM combat, top-down shooter, turn-based. Run behind stuff, stuff, reminiscent
1: of the uh, OG Fallout's, right? Yes,
2: very much so. But that's a uh, you know nice little one to keep working on. I might put a little something into it and try and kill it in these winter months because it's a winter-based game in Colorado. So you know it's always fun to play like snowboarding games or winter something while you're in that season. Um, I played a little bit of Sable, which. Was part of. The I have reason, that downloaded too. Well, part I, of the reason I, I why I went to over to Wasteland because I don't know if it was me. I was having some frame rate issues. Um, but it's got a super cool art style to it. Uh, didn't seem terribly. Uh, there it was it's kind of like a Zelda. Well, I didn't get too far into it, just a little bit. But the the frame rate was hitching. I don't think I was playing it on the cloud. I had that downloaded. So I played
0: a little of that game too, and yeah, the frame rate, especially in the beginning part. Until it opens up to the, you know, the open world part of the game. Uh, yeah, it's kind of choppy. It's a little clunky. But if you get to the open world part, uh, I think that'll make a break if you want to keep playing or not. But that's like the main mechanic once you get your own little ship. Yeah. Did you get that far?
2: No. I uh, was, okay. I was going to barf all over the place. So. Uh, <laughs> it's the art style, though, is what kind of draws you in. It, uh, it's got that cool cell shaded kind of look to it. Um, mm-hmm. But... We'll see. It seemed like it was a pretty chill game where you're just kind of going out and exploring some deserts and shit like that. So looked kind of Um, And then last, I started watching that show you guys have been talking about, Mister Invincible. Yes, Mister Mister In-, In Between. Mr. Yep. Thank Mr. you. Yeah. Mister Invincible or Mister Invisible. Okay. Or whatever, But got yeah. like two or three episodes into that, but didn't get too far. But that seems to okay. be a pretty pretty cool show. I watched it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. hulu makes it tough because there's just so many commercials it, it's so
1: annoying i hate watching shit on hulu
2: <laughs> it is pretty brutal i might look for a better way to watch that because i have fx and there was only like clips of each show but not like the full episode so hmm. i don't know maybe it was me or i need to check that out again but uh mr in between is pretty cool it's an australian show
3: correct mm-hmm. yeah yep.
2: yep and uh yeah gotta definitely watch it with subtitles. You
1: need the subtitles for sure. <laughs> for sure. Y- oh yeah. I barely
2: yeah. understand what's going on sometimes. Um but what the guy's just kind of like a hitman, but he's also got like his own family problems. He's a fixer. So like, yeah. Yeah, you know, cleaner kind of comes in, yeah, fixer.
0: Well, people always are going to him with favors is the whole the whole series, mm-hmm. the three seasons. People are always like I have a, I need a favor out mm-hmm. of you. And he's just like, all right, let me, what is it? You know, he's very good to his friends. Like, if you're close to him, he just wants respect. (laughs) But he's, uh, yeah, he's like a hitman, right? He's like
2: a... Uh, Yeah, he's a problem solver. Yeah, exactly. uh, Yeah, Yeah, like, what title is that? (laughs) That's that's a good way of putting it. But uh, he seems pretty likable. You know, you see him with his family, and he seems like he's got his head screwed on fairly straight, except for he's getting into all sorts of illegal activities so hilarity ensues there oh my god yeah <laughs> but uh yeah that's all i had this week
0: cool
1: um well i've been up to a couple things i finished the pedestrian which i was talking about a little bit last week um that game was great uh the ending of that game gets pretty wild so i if you didn't finish it yet i highly recommend finishing it because how long was it uh, it's like three hours, maybe three, four. Oh, so it's pretty bad. short. It's worth, it's worth seeing, seeing it through to the end. Um, like the puzzles, like we'll talk about this with portal, but the way it builds on the puzzles mechanics through each different level is just really, really smart. And by the end, I don't want to spoil it, but if you want to see it, I would highly recommend going to finish it. Um,
0: you're telling, are you telling gosh. us there's a, a story and it has a good ending for this Pedestrian game. It's that... interesting. I will say that
2: the line man, but it, okay, off. it's very, okay. very
1: interesting and not what I was expecting at all.
3: Hmm.
2: Okay,
1: yeah, I mean that sells it enough to me. To it goes places. I
0: like, probably played an hour and a half of it. So I would say
1: it's worth seeing the end. Some of the puzzles, I wouldn't say they're um they get kind of difficult towards the end. Like they're not. They're only frustrating because it makes you feel dumb. But once you figure it out, you're like, oh shit, how did yeah. I not, you know, figure that out before? that's the kind of puzzle game that i like because i'm just like staring at this one screen for like you know a couple minutes i'm like how do i do this and then as soon as it clicks it's like it feels so good when you put all the pieces together so (laughs) okay that's a really good one nice i wasn't i had no expectations for that game so it just kind of came out of nowhere for me so i was pleasantly surprised with that uh a couple other things i've I played um, through, on Apple Arcade, uh, Lego Builder's Journey. I don't know if you guys have seen this game, but it's Hmm. like a little, like, isometric, like, Lego game, and it tells a little story, like, through these simplistic Lego dioramas, and you're, like, basically moving this little Lego guy from endpoint to endpoint by placing uh, a couple, like, different Lego pieces. Um, It's pretty cool. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, I played it on Apple Arcade. I know it's on a couple. It's pretty. I think it's on mostly everything. It's on Switch. It's uh It might be on like Xbox. Um, but it's that's also another little short one, uh, probably like two hours maybe. But that's that's worth a little playthrough, and it's got a, a nice little emotional story. It's kind of like this father and son type story. So that got to me a little bit. Um, what else? I, I dabbled in some VR. So. I don't know. I feel no. like over the weekend I was in a bit of like a, a gaming slump. Like nothing in, that I thought about playing sounded interesting. Like I have like Resident Evil 8 that I've been wanting to finish, but I just didn't really feel like going back to that right now. And a couple other things just didn't sound interesting. So I booted up the PlayStation VR just because I knew I had a couple things on there. Um, I played this game called Accounting Plus. Um it's, it's interesting. It's, it was okay. I, it's by one of the creators of Rick and Morty. So Justin Roiland and, and like, I'm not that into that type of humor, that Rick and Morty type of humor, but there was some funny moments. I chuckled a little bit and like, uh, some of the stuff they do with the mechanics, you're, you're just going through these different levels. I don't, I don't even really know how to explain it. They're like these little story vignettes. Um, but some of the humor is kind of obnoxious what,
2: what are you really accounting
1: no like they said they kind of frame it as like accounting like a virtual accounting program type thing but then oh. you just like travel to these like different little parts like one you're like in a forest and like another part you're in like a gang initiation and then like you're in a dungeon i don't know it's really it's really freaking hmm. weird
0: it sounds it's, fun yeah but i yeah. had fun
1: with it And there's, you know, there's definitely some secrets to uncover in there, but probably done with it. But the main thing that I want to talk about is uh, a game called The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. This game. okay, this game really got me. Um, So I got
3: the
1: they were giving this away for free on PlayStation Plus like a couple months ago. I think they were celebrating like the anniversary of the PlayStation VR and they gave away a couple VR games and this was one of them. Um, so I've been wanting to check this one out for a while because it looks really cool. And like, I don't know, this is probably one of my favorite VR experiences that I've had so far. Um, I mean, the, the premise is pretty simple. You're in the walking dead universe and you know, you're this survivor you're trying to uncover this mystery about these different, you know, factions and organizations. Um, and like, you know, it's pretty standard, like Walking Dead story. But, Does it
2: have to like tie it into any games at all or a movie or show or anything? It's just I don't its own think
1: so. Like I didn't read any of like the graphic novels or anything. So I think it's its own story. Um, but like, there's just something about it. Like it, the main loop is... You have like your home base and you have um, these different crafting stations and you go out on missions. You basically, you know, you collect materials um, and you're completing these missions and then you go back and upgrade like your weapons and all your stuff. And like, it sounds pretty standard. If, if this was a non-VR game, it would be, you know, just your standard like first person shooter type game. Right. With some crafting elements. But since it's in VR, um, just going around like, scrounging through these different houses collecting like i don't know pieces of tape like you know shoes and whatever <laughs> all these different little junk crafting materials and you're like physically picking them up putting them in your backpack saving them for later and all the while you're sneaking around and there's just like zombies all over the place and like it's like I don't know, super intense so if one is the movement is
2: the movement dual stick, or is it like point and you like go there kind of?
1: So you kind of like hold a button down, and that makes you like walk forward, and you can basically point where you are going, and then you can walk forward, backward, whatever. It's okay, you know. You have free movement, but it's that kind of like VR movement where you are just kind of sliding around. It's, yeah, it's they weird. don't make it you takes sick. a while. It takes there. a little bit to get used to, yeah, um, but it works for what it is. And then you have like the the clicking the button to like rotate around in 3d space um it takes a little bit to get used to but once you do like it's really cool and like just that experience of trying to like sneak by these zombies so they don't hear you or see you because it has like spatial audio if you make too much noise like the zombies will come start charging you and like i don't know there's something about it it's like i i have to limit my play sessions just because it's so intense the experience
2: (laughs) VR with headphones. Do you use oh, yeah. headphones on PlayStation VR? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, for sure.
2: So, all right. Yeah, that definitely yeah puts you into
0: that world. Kind of. It's tough. I was just gonna say the sound with VR is impressive because with the Oculus Quest Two that I got, right, and which I which has that game, mm-hmm. I looked it up. I think I saw it on there. Um, yeah. When I when I play like games like Beat Saber and all those whatever, the sound is really good. Like the way, Dave, the way it's part of the headset, but the way they yeah, do the well, yeah, special sound. Yeah, it's just cool out. technology. Mm-hmm. That it, I'm, it's, it's not just like a left ear, right ear kind of, all right, here it is, here's your sound. It's It actually adds some, yeah, some kind of spatial audio mm-hmm. tech there that I was mm-hmm. not expecting. I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. So I can imagine mm-hmm. when you're playing, I haven't played a horror game, Dude, but I, like going through something like that and hearing... It uh, gives
1: you... <laughs> It gives you like that that feeling of like surviving in a zombie apocalypse because you have like your you know your shiv on your like left hip you have your handgun or like one-handed weapon on your right hip and then you can have like a a two-handed like bat or shotgun on your back (laughs) um so like one zombie coming at you no problem you just take out your shiv stab him in the head but when you have more than one like two coming at you like you just panic you freeze up you don't know what to do because like you don't know which one to take out first and they're both coming to attack you and like i there was one time where i took out my gun and i just like wasted all my ammo trying to shoot it and then i you know they were attacking me i ended up having to like beat one of them with my gun and then stab the other one in the head and like <laughs> just that i don't know i can't describe that experience you know it sounds know, pretty intense being in it it is really intense could, but well, i definitely want to get back to it <laughs>
2: That is cool, though, because like resource management and all that stuff where you actually have to like reach down and touch certain parts Mm -hmm. of your body to get stuff out or do stuff kind of. Dude, yeah. And to
1: to (coughs) reload, you you have to you have to take it like out of your ammo pouch, pop the, you know, pop the clip out and reload it, cock it. So like there's a whole process of doing it. And like to heal, you have to open your backpack, take it off your back, grab the healing item and then like wrap it around your (laughs) wrist Like it's, it's crazy, Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely going to play more of that. This is like the first full fledged VR game. I feel like most of the things I've played are like, you know, they feel like VR demos or like um, proof of concepts or whatever, but this feels like a well-realized, like full VR game. um, And I'm really enjoying it.
2: Hmm. Sweet.
0: But uh, yeah, other than that, that was all I had. Uh, I... Started playing a little uh, cyberpunk, Dave. Well, sweet, yeah, it's great. Um, it's really good. Uh, I haven't gotten too far. Made my character. You're one X. Uh, You're on a one X, right? Yeah, one X. Okay. And nice. I'm going through. Oh, I don't know. I have my buddy, and we're just kind of doing missions together, I guess. And I just got some upgrades. I'm not that far. I don't know what that means plot wise, but uh just walking around and like it is cool to look at the whole world I is see some cool. of, like, it's got that bethesda jank though you're talking about yeah. where <laughs> like I'll be like damn this looks really good and I'm just like purposely walking slow so I can just kind of pretend for a second I'm in blade runner or something you know I'm just there yeah. and uh but I'll see somebody go to a bench and sit <laughs> but they're like four feet away from it and they're just (laughs) sitting on air you know um Uh, or like if you get like just a touch too close to an officer they'll just all start shooting at you i'm like i i didn't even see you i didn't know Mm. you were a cop and you know but uh it's just whatever but other than that it's uh it's pretty slick um i'm liking it it's a cool uh,
2: world the combat's cool in it where the way they kind of you can get melee focused, you can get gun focused, or you can get swords built into your fucking arms, or whatever you want.
0: It's, did you have to adjust dope. the controls because I did not like them at all, and I had to like go in and like adjust the sensitivity?
2: Pro- I think probably did. I don't remember like. I feel like I while. should
0: make a YouTube video and say here is what I would do if if you want to have you know keep your like sanity while playing this game. No. Was, I don't know. Maybe I'm playing it wrong, but I was just like this feels. Horrible. I mean, and then I fix it. I'm like, this is great. Uh but yeah. But anyways, you know what? I so I I finished the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it ends great. I had a blast playing that game. It was uh 16 chapters, I think it is at, at total or something like that. 14, something like that, 16. And uh I was like, okay, that was a lot of fun. And I saw that the Suicide Squad, the new one, is on HBO, and I'm like, okay. You know, I have been meaning to watch this. I'm already like kind of in this James Gunn kind of thing, so I went and watched <laughs> that movie. Uh, that movie was good. It's it's ridiculous. You know, like I don't know if if I'm supposed to like care about anybody, or I mean, it's got so many characters in it, and you know, they're the bad guys, but you're rooting for them, which I like. Which is what I think. You know, like I think DC should be doing this stuff. I've said this before, where like. DC has the villains. Nobody really cares about Marvel villains like, you know, maybe Thanos, but Loki, he's not a bad guy anymore. Like, you know, he was like the villain in, in Avengers and then he's like got his own TV show and a rooting for him. And, you know, so like here you have the uh, the Joker movie come out that did really well. And this new Suicide Squad did well. So I think the round is something if they go down this path and I would like to see it instead of. Wonder Woman and Superman origin stories, like, yeah, it's just like the DC version of what we've seen Marvel just do. It's kind of mm-hmm. like superhero fatigue, but not super villain fatigue. So they're always like that.
2: They turn them kind of into like misunderstood heroes. Kind of like the, you know, you almost feel yeah. bad for them. You kind of want to see him succeed. Like even though they do rob banks and, you know, murder people sometimes here and there, uh, depends which bad guys you are, I guess. Um,
0: have you guys seen that movie? No, not, not yet. the
2: new one. Okay, I know yeah. those back on HBO. Yeah. I
0: will probably check that out. Definitely worth watching. It's uh, it's literally like the what you would expect from the guy who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So much better than Jared Leto Joker. I tried watching the other version. And I got halfway into it, halfway, half an hour into it. And I, I just turned it off. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like this. I thought I would. I'm like, I don't like this at all. It's boring. And I don't I remember
1: shit about that movie. Kind of, I saw it. I watched the whole thing and I couldn't tell you a damn thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. I
0: thought she was going to make me want to watch it. I thought she fell flat. And this one, there's not a, I think she's, I don't know. She's good. Like, I think she is great in the role, but. Um,
2: there's a lot of them in there though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe the the stories that behind these characters is uh, interesting. So, I don't know if I wanna see origin stories. If I just want to kind of, I like them just dropping their little hints. You well, know, you got
2: that like, John Cena shows motives. coming out now. Peacemaker. It's already out.
0: Is it? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he's in. He's good. Yeah. So yeah, the casting's great. Um, it's a good movie. So, uh, just you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Now with DC, yeah, that's kind of what it <laughs> is. Oh, that's cool. uh, uh, But that's it for me. And I guess I'll ask Gladys, if you've been doing anything, what have you been up to?
4: Did you know you can donate one or all of your vital organs to the Aperture Science Self-Esteem Fund for Girls?
0: All right. I regret asking you that. So we'll move on to <laughs> act two right after this break. and we're back and we're going to be talking about portal but before we do Eric put a question out on social and people wrote back
1: yeah uh, I put a question out on Twitter Um, just leave your favorite portal memories Uh, we'd love to hear them this is at nomads of fantasy Um, someone named Brandon Wilson commented on this said is (laughs) the cake a lie though
0: I don't know what that means (laughs) I don't know though. Like that's the whole thing. Like to this day, I don't know. Is it real? Or well, imagine the basement. At
1: The end. At the end, yeah. There's, a cake. There's know, a cake. I
0: don't know. I know, but
1: like, it's Gladys. She kept it all for herself. Gladys has an obsession with cake. Well, anyways, we'll get into it. Um, Elevate Games responded and said, "I love Portal. I finished it almost once a year, either on the Fourth of July or New Year's Eve. It's a perfect." perfectly lengthy game with superb puzzles. Can't wait to check out this episode. Thanks. Well, thank you Elevate Games. I hope you enjoy it. Um, And then Eric V. Gilmitt, I hope I'm saying that right. Playing online co-op in Portal 2 with my little brother who was 3,000 miles away laughing our head off when one of us got caught in a loop or boinked off a wall. A little (laughs) Portal 2 memory in there. Sure. Uh, And that was it. But... If you nice. want to contact us for future episodes, any comments, questions, get at us. We're usually pretty active on Twitter at Nomads of Fantasy, and you can also email us
0: nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Love the feedback and questions and memories and stuff like that. The the game portal is it's huge. The game it's, portal. It's a it's a big deal as far as like this little idea that just came out of nowhere and it's just so memorable. And it's just, I love these. It's like an indie flick that just like kills it, you know, it gets so much love and praise. You know, like when we watch like whiplash, like, that's a very small movie, but there's just so much in such a small film. And I think this game, when it comes to games, I mean, there's so much you can do with games these days. And, first person it's a first person game you know so it's we've played a lot of games and in 2007 that was halo was dropping like halo 3 we were looking at like bioshock started um
2: uncharted started there was a ridiculous amount of games that year
0: call of duty modern warfare so I'm, i mean i'm just thinking like first person shooters mm-hmm. and and this game is just paired with like the in the orange box with the uh, half-life 2 and uh, team fortress 2 and this game portal part of it was like
2: the i'd like the history of the game is kind of interesting because it was it's technically a spiritual successor to like a student game that yeah it started out as out. a little student project at the digi pen institute of technology it's uh, uh they trained game makers there but it won a whole bunch of awards back then the game was uh nar nar narbocular drop
3: mm-hmm. something like that it had like a
0: weird name
2: yeah, yeah. but Like somebody at Valve saw it was like, oh, shit, like this is good. And then they ended up hiring a lot of the people that worked on the original like student project. And then I think it was like a group of like 10 people started out with the original portal. Something crazy like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I read that um, it was such a small team, which is why they reused so many assets from Half-Life. And like there's a reason why that's the whole reason why like Portal takes place in the same universe as Half-Life because they reused, like, tons of the same assets from Half-Life 2 and everything, because it was Which such makes a the small story team. even better, because it yeah. didn't get,
0: like, its own dedication of... Um, dedicated, but, like, dedicated assets. You know, like, here's your textures, here's your sound, and all that stuff. And, I mean, what's cool is that we're so excited to talk about this game. We didn't even, like, say what it is. Like, what kind was of game? I say, we got to introduce it first. We're just getting to talk about, like, where it came from. But, yeah, it's like um, Valve made it. Valve, who used to make games and they only make good games. So it's a shame. They only made two of these. They should have made a third one, but we're talking about the first one specifically valve. I'm sorry. Portal. Um, But it's what, how would you explain this genre? Like if somebody's like, Oh, I've heard of it. It's a, it's a first person puzzle game.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the bare bones of it. First person puzzle game. I guess you could, it's not really a shooter, I mean, you do have a you get a gun, but, you know, there's shooting mechanics, but they, you know, they help you solve these puzzle rooms, um, which I mean, that's one of the things I love about this game. Like it, it starts out as a pretty standard puzzle game. I mean, a very good puzzle game. Well, hold
0: on. All let right, right. We're getting into spoiler territory. I'm just going to oh. put a warning out there because this game came out in <laughs> <Yeah>, 2007. But... <laughs> I know it's been out for a while, but there, listen, if this is a game that you've like missed for some reason and you're like all right you know i got my game holes i got to fill them in this yes game if you're if you're listening
1: to this and you haven't played portal go play it it's only like 2 hours long like it's super
0: it's not 2 hours no, long it's, dude it's i blasted yeah, through done, it in then. 2 no way All right, it's done because it took me a while to get some puzzles figured out then i took me too nice to play it um, well, although I did let my 7-year-old play. He played like the first batch for a while until he kind of got stuck and I had to help him with the momentum stuff, but
1: dude, I cruised. I cruised through this game on my on my uh playthrough. And I played with the I don't know if you guys did. I played with the developer commentary
0: on. Um I had so to I, unlock it uh not, to, you had to finish the levels to get it and I was like, oh, no. man." Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah so I yeah, it was it was really good. I'd obviously beaten this game before. So yeah, I played through with the developer commentary and you get these, like these little floating nodes throughout each level. Um, and you just go up to them and interact with them and then they'll spit out some oh, cool cool. little so factoids in-game. and everything. Yeah. It's in game. It's not like a voiceover thing. You have to go up and like interact with it. Um, but it's really funny at, at the beginning when you turn the developer commentary on Gabe Newell comes on with like a little message oh, saying, okay. saying like, Oh, you know, we hope you enjoy this experience. We're, Trying to trying something new with this uh, developer commentary, which I guess I don't know the first game that had something like this, like a developer commentary track. I know it's it's kind of common with movies. You'll have like a, you know, right. the director commentary question. or whatever. I think but, it
0: might be an older thing with games, maybe. I don't I know. Maybe like
1: I don't I have never heard of another game with developer commentary while you're playing through the game. Like, I think that's a really cool concept. And uh, he, yeah. So he's like, we'd love, you know, I'd love to hear from you on any feedback, you know, that you had through your experience. And he gives out his email address in the (laughs) developer commentary. So I actually, I actually emailed him. So we'll see if we get a response from him. I don't even know if that's, I don't even know if that's his email address anymore, but it's at Valve Corporation or whatever. So it could still be an active email, but I thought that was a really funny thing. Um, but yeah, there's tons of interesting, like insights into just how they designed the game. The, they went through so many iterations and so many like sessions of play testing just to get the mechanics right and tweak everything. And like everything, in my opinion, this is perfectly
0: designed in this game. Like it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Which is crazy that that's, it's two, there's two parts to this game, which is, there's the first half of the game, which is learning the mechanic and kind of just doing the puzzle and like getting better at it, and then at the end, getting so good with the portal gun and thinking about all the mechanics that, all of a sudden, the game changes and you're like, "Wait, I'm getting killed off after all that," and like you're starting to think about that cake talk. Well, you're it like, does. It does like. But an then I'm... you see, you see this like like well, technically that texture, like technically I can shoot that. So if I shoot this wall and I shoot that I can get well, out of here. Well they
1: start out they start out drip feeding it to you like you don't like at first it's right. presented it as just like a normal Which puzzle game beauty. you're going through the Drrr. test chambers going through each level and then you get to this level where one of the panels is like jammed with the boxes and you move the boxes out of the way and you go into this little hidden room.
0: And there's, there's like, scribblings on the wall. wall, There's, like,
1: jugs of water, empty cans of food and stuff. Like, environmental storytelling in this game is insane.
0: Right, because the main character, Shell, doesn't talk. They didn't even say her name in the game, but, like, yeah. You know, like, there's no nobody talking except Gladys. She's the only one that's talking. And the droids are the robots, the little turrets. I love the little robot voices.
2: (laughs) They have little funny voices, but... Like, even just, like, the the music when you start, you can tell that something's a little screwy. They have, like, the lights buzzing and, like, just a lot of the sounds in the environment can, you know, as you're going. And, you know, the first, I think there are are 19 tests before you actually, GLaDOS tries to kill you. Each each one incrementally, like, like, you'll hear her cut off or you'll hear her get scrambled or go,
0: you know, as she's. You
1: know, you, know, you get hints you that there's something moving. wrong. Yeah. Like right in the beginning. Well,
0: at first you think it's like a test team. and like, okay, maybe that's just like their AI is just wonky. Mm-hmm. But you see these like frosted windows and you're like, I don't see anybody behind Someone's, those. So, yeah. Like, I just see empty chairs and, and Dude, light. Yeah. That,
1: that was another little thing in the developer commentary. Like they purposely, well, they're, those frosted windows play like a two-part role. They're for like the environmental storytelling. Like somebody's watching you or whatever. But they also served as, like, light sources for the rooms in, like, a really unique way, which was kind of cool. But, yeah, there's tons of unique little tidbits. The one I thought was really interesting is, like, right off the bat, in the first room that you're in, so you're in that room for, uh, there's, like, a timer on the wall. I think it's, like, 60 seconds until you actually get released from that room. Um, And they made this room specifically, like, with unique identifiable objects because a lot of people and through their playtesting were struggling with like the concept the concept of the portals so like they didn't understand where they went like if they you're going to another dimension or you know where like spatially you are in the universe when you go through these portals so so like they purposely made it a small room and then once you s- go through your first portal you can see yourself through the portal you can see your character through that first portal, because there's, you know, a portal on the other side of it, too. So, that made the player understand, like, you're not going, traveling a very far distance, because you see the objects in the room that you were just in. That's cool. They
2: they wean you into it, too, because they only give you the blue portal to start for, like, the first I don't even know how many levels, until they actually give you control over both portals, which kind
3: of
2: definitely helps lend to the teaching aspect of it.
0: The first couple levels, yeah, the portals the portal gun is on a, like a pedestal that moves right. and, it, and it makes them for you just so you can get your understanding of, yeah, Dude, yeah, you can tell developers made this, but they have a very good appreciation of the art mm-hmm. as well. And the two work harmoniously. And that's the beauty of it. It's you you can dig how they tease the art Dude, yeah. side of it with the storying, you know, but then the developer, like just learning what you just told me, like that is just so smart. And that's what needs to also be there. Like, even if the story is good, the gameplay can't get in the way and confuse people. That's Dude, everything,
1: every detail great. down to it. Like, you see your character for, like, split seconds in this game. Like, you can see, you can look at your character model through, like, a portal, but the game is uh, in first person, so you don't see your character model. But the way they design the character, they have, like, those springs on her legs or whatever, mm-hmm. and... That is the explanation of like why she can fall from these huge distances without getting yeah like, like that. fall damage. Yeah. Like so a little, like little touch, just that little like they didn't have to do that. They didn't need an explanation for that in universe, yeah. but makes like it,
2: th- makes it more believable too. But they were. I was reading something where they were talking about the orange jumpsuit that she wears. Like they specifically picked orange to make it feel more like your like, you're a prisoner, but, like, you're a test subject to make you actually give get that feel of because it. Because the
0: rooms are so, like, white and yeah. grayish kind of palette. Everything yeah. has, like, this apple look to it. It's just very, like, white and they, clean. I'm sorry. I'm nerding out on this developer
1: commentary stuff. But they no, it's they, good. they said they specifically designed the rooms to be, like, that way, like, stark white, not my, not many, like, environmental elements just so you can focus on the puzzles and, like, it yeah. makes and it makes total sense too in the universe with the like the whole test chamber. But it also um, contrasts
0: with the later part when you're escaping. Exactly. You're actually going through all the like the you know the behind the walls the you know the industrial side of things. Like you just see beams and hallways and. It teaches you, you too, know. though,
2: like what you can actually hit with a portal because you know it'd be yeah. insanity if you could shoot a portal on anything. But there's like a specific wall type, color, look, or whatever that you can actually shoot the portals to.
1: Unique texture for the walls you can't shoot portals in.
2: But as Um, as you start slow though, like you get the, you know, you do you get to both of them, and then you start to deal with like different gameplay elements um, where like you start to, you know, use momentum or anything like
0: that. Yeah, uh, I think we could let Gladys. Explain that a little better than us, probably. I, yeah, sure.
4: Hello again. To reiterate a uh, uh, previous uh,
3: warning,
4: uh, momentum, spectacular. You appear to understand how a portal affects forward momentum, or to be more precise, how it does not. Momentum, a function of mass and velocity, is conserved between portals. In layman's terms, speedy thing goes in, speedy thing comes out.
0: Which is great because if you have this game mechanic, it just it, it opens up the amount of puzzles you can get ready for because like sometimes you're going to have to use momentum. So what's a, really a, one of the harder levels to figure out the first time in – I hope you've done this level. If not, like whatever, figure it out. But it's <laughs> the one where you have to hit these – it's platformer like kind of shit where you have to hit, hit – you can't just shoot your way up to the other platforms. You have to be projected up so you can see <laughs> them, so you can shoot dumb. them. To each, yeah, that that's one, like towards the right? end.
1: That's one of the tougher ones, yeah.
0: Yeah, and but and when you start, if you look to your left, there's a little pit down there mm-hmm. that you can shoot on. So you shoot that, and as you're falling through, it'll shoot you out of the other one that you have, and you just keep doing that up and up and up until you get through that. And I'm like, man, that... When I felt when I did that, I just feel like I can do anything in this game (laughs) and it's great. It
1: feels so good when like the like Dave said, the way that they drip feed you and teach you about the mechanics like they lay the way they layer on these mechanics through each test chamber is crazy. And then you get to like first you do, you know, the fling where you go through you shoot a portal up in this, you know, on the ceiling part, which they design those like panels specifically um, to like jut out so people would know to shoot those. And I guess mm-hmm. one of the things they noticed when playtesting was that people like have a tendency to not look up when they're playing, because like in this game you're always you always have to look up at the ceiling and you know shoot something up there to like fling yourself to. Just looking part of
0: everywhere. The room. You're just looking for that white. Right, it's yeah. white everywhere. But players
1: <laughs> yeah. just would not look up, so they've they designed a couple things to draw people's eyes to the ceiling, like broken ladders that you can't actually climb up, but like it draws your
0: eye so that, you know, you know, Oh shit, I can shoot a portal up there. The test environment in general makes sense with the whole experimental idea of this gameplay, you know, the game itself, you know, there's like a game, there's a gun. It's going to shoot portals and you're just going to solve puzzles, puzzles right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, all right, pretty straightforward. But I think it is a lot harder, um, I think, to actually implement it. So, like, the things we're talking about is, like, definitely guiding it. But when you take a step out and you look at it, it's like, I mean, it's just so fitting for, like, this genre of whatever they were trying to do, which is experimental for Valve mm-hmm. because they're very good at making games. And for them to experiment and we're part of their little test subject, it's – you go in with this mindset of – and I came from like uh, Half-Life, Half-Life 2, Big and Counter-Strike. I was playing like uh, their games a lot. And when I went into this, I, I I did not expect a story. And I got so giddy when I saw this little room, this little thing with scribbling on the wall of the cake is a lie. And I'm like, why is she talking about cake? It's so silly. <laughs> and I feel like this game <laughs> starting to try to kill me now because there's like turrets and there's get, like there's. Whatever kind of sewage that is in the, you know, that instantly kills you, that liquid, um, and the AI, she's just like wigging out. As you, as and you, you don't go, see anybody in those windows, it's just yeah, like you know, the, something's up. But it's mm-hmm. it's, it's that's you you don't see this much in games, right? It's the little so fitting the little
2: things that she says that kind of let you know that something's off, and like the the cavalier way that like you can tell you're a test subject because like, eh, oh, I forgot to turn off the turrets in this room. If you die, yeah, we'll get, you know, we'll go from there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's just like, a, yeah, you don't, you don't really matter. You're just a lab rat basically.
0: I mean, instantly you knew her voice was just interesting. It's like, oh, that's a cool sound. Like, okay, but you've heard many voice servers before. So you're just like cool voice. Let's solve some puzzles. And when you're kind of figuring out the mechanics it's at the just the right time when you're wrapping your brain around it is when they start giving you the story, mm-hmm. and the pacing they do it and how Gladys behaves. We're like, hold on a second, something's wrong with her. Like I don't trust her, and you know, like she's kind of a dude. Yeah, no, no offense, Gladys, but you're kind of a <laughs> kind of a difficult uh, character in the game. You just. You know, so but at the time, you don't know she's like the antagonist. You don't know this. Right. Yeah. They had some um, lines in the commentary too from
1: the voice actress, uh, the voice actor of GLaDOS. Her name is Ellen McLean. Um, And like they were they were describing how they needed someone who, you know, could deliver these lines in like this monotone way, but also provide like some emotion behind them as well. Because they're all like monotone, but the way she delivers them, you can tell that there's like something else behind them. Um, and I guess they were also looking for a good singer as well, too, because they knew there was going to be a song at the end of this game.
2: Those are just autotune.
1: Still a live game. But no, <laughs> she w- she's like a professionally trained opera singer, which oh. is really interesting. Um, so yeah, they knew they needed like a good voice actor and also a good singer um, to play this role. And the way that they created... GLaDOS's voice was really interesting too. They like ran it through all these modulations and everything, um, just to get it to sound weird and computery. And like, she does a couple line reads where she, they have it without the GLaDOS effect. And it's just really kind of eerie. Cause like, it's, it's so deadpan, like a monotone, but then they kind of <laughs> jazz it up with the, the auto tune effects and everything. But it's really cool. Really good performance
0: too. By, uh, Ellen McLean. I think uh the Gladys character itself has gotten many awards or whatever, like recognition as being one of the best villains in a video game. And I think it's because usually you know who your villain is in the beginning. And you just don't expect there to be a villain in this game, so it's just it's just like an a, an experience like The Matrix, right? Or something like that, where you're just like, all right, what is this? Like some sci-fi movie, but then you're like, whoa, wait a minute, whoa, what's going on here? There's just there's a whole other layer to this I did not expect. And that's how I felt with Portal. I was just like, what where are we going with this? I didn't think this was gonna be happening. This is so cool. And then I could actually go find Gladys and, you know, take her out and, and fight her and all that stuff. And I thought. <laughs> at the end of it, I was just like, wow, that was just, that was so cool. And I couldn't wait to talk to people about it. And I haven't felt like that with a video game in a long time where I'm just blown away with my expectation going in and coming out. And like, what the mm-hmm. hell was that? Yep. And it's short and sweet and it's perfect That's the, yeah. That's what I was going
2: to say is that it's just like the, the gameplay mechanics are simple where they teach them to you slowly. Uh, there's nothing crazy. Everything's clean and focused. Um, the only thing, I guess the only other game mechanic that we haven't mentioned, um, besides like the, the the drop and fling maneuver, is the, you get a companion cube for a little bit. Can't forget oh, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: companion yeah.
0: cube. Are they all companion cubes or is it just like... I think it's is, just the one, with, I the think heart, the one just with the, the heart. it's
1: just the one because the companion cube is specifically like weighted, you know. she GLaDOS mentions that uh, it's weighted and then it has the heart on it. So it's, it's a little bit different than the other cubes, but I feel like we should have GLaDOS explain this a little bit better.
4: This weighted companion cube will accompany you through the test chamber. Please take care of it. The symptoms most commonly produced by Enrichment Center testing are superstition, perceiving inanimate objects as alive, and hallucinations. The Enrichment Center reminds you that the weighted companion cube will never threaten to stab you and, in fact cannot speak.
0: So not only do you get like the cube as a companion um I'm sorry as a companion you get the cube as a like this gameplay it's
2: like a gameplay mechanic but at the same time it's our only friend so I mean we have to treat it with the respect it deserves. Right.
0: It 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 does it for no reason and you're like okay that's cute there's a heart on this one whatever. But the way that she makes you kill it it's like the first time her voice kind of lowers a little bit and i don't know if you guys noticed that but like it was Mm -hmm. lower
4: the weighted companion cube certainly brought you good luck however it cannot accompany you for the rest of the test and unfortunately must be euthanized please escort your companion cube to the aperture science emergency intelligence incinerator Rest assured that an independent panel of ethicists has absolved the Enrichment Center, Aperture Science employees, and all test subjects of any moral responsibility for the companion cube euthanizing process. While it has been a faithful companion, your companion cube cannot accompany you through the rest of the test. If it could talk, and the Enrichment Center takes this opportunity to remind you that it cannot, It would tell you to go on without it because it would rather die in a fire than become a burden to you. You. Testing cannot continue until your companion cube has been incinerated. Although the euthanizing process is remarkably painful, eight out of 10 aperture science engineers believe that the companion cube is most likely incapable of feeling much pain. The companion cube cannot continue through the testing State and local statutory regulations prohibit it from simply remaining here, alone and companionless. You must euthanize it. Destroy your companion cube or the testing cannot continue.
0: And I saw um, on YouTube, I think it's the guy who does game theory or something like that. He was saying I think that's who said it. Um, he was saying that the companion cube might have survivors in it and what there's a line where she talks about um yeah it talks about if the cube should never talk but in the case that they do ignore what they say
2: oh, yeah i don't really like
0: and uh and her voice mm-hmm. is lower because she's being she's being like evil like this is when she's showing that her evilness in like how she loves to kill people and she gets like into it
4: the enrichment center reminds you that the weighted companion cube cannot speak in the event that the weighted companion cube does speak the enrichment center urges you to disregard its advice
0: and that's why it's out of nowhere just kind of like very dramatic because she doesn't stop talking about how you have to like incinerate this thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. introduces and at the time where you're you're kind of connected to like oh like, come on. It hit a little hard on say it.
2: It saved you a couple times. It helps you get through oh, yeah. like, a couple tasks. But it, yeah, kinda, it also introduces... I mean, I guess the... I'll keep saying the only other game mechanic. But the incinerator pits really are... Yep. The one other thing that you come into, which come in handy later. But I, that's pretty close to the end of, like, I guess the first act of Portal. But then the second act, once you start running around in the back... I mean, I thought it was... I didn't think it was as interesting as the first act. I think the second act it's cool because you're you think you're it's, somewhere where you're not supposed to be. You can I use, think
1: it's the the effect really is um the best when it's like the first time through playing it. Yeah, like when you know what to expect, obviously. You know, it's like, okay, I know I gotta shoot my portal up there and go through the wall over here. But like the first time I played it, like I I didn't know what to do. Like, the, I, th- I think I just sat in the incinerator and let myself die because I was like, <laughs> is this the end of the game? I guess this is the end of the game. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, I was like, okay, okay I, I, I was trying to shoot the walls. I didn't see, like, the ledge up there where you could shoot the portal. And I was like, I guess this is it. And then I died and it restarted me. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so something else has to happen here. And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, yep, I can go up there. And, like, that was the moment for me where I was like, okay, this game is something special. Cause I wasn't expecting that.
0: I, yeah, I can, Dave, I can see what you're saying. It is definitely inferior to the, the first puzzles
1: act. feel clunkier and not as tight for sure.
0: Cause you don't know where you're, where you're going. Like you don't have a,
2: you don't have an end point in mind. You don't know if you're supposed to go up or left or,
1: yeah. and you don't know where the story is going. So it's just kind of, that was, that's my only gripe with the game. It's like some of those, like, I don't know, those like pneumatic, like two pipe puzzles, I didn't love where you know you had those like huge tubes going back and forth, and if you got in the front of them, they would crush you or whatever. Those were the only like things that annoyed me a little bit,
0: but other than that, I had I had my seven year old play as long as he could make it until he had to give me the controls, Mm -hmm. and that was when it was like when you're. Doing like the crazy stuff with momentum and you're moving around, you got to look and hit at just the right time and then shoot. He had a hard time with that. So I'm like, all right. And I go, buddy, just so you know, just pay attention for like anything weird. And I let him kind of experience the story. So he was really into it. Um, and we started getting into uh, the escape part. And he was like, all right, he's like, hold on a second who's this scientist? We have to meet him. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. We never do. But like the guy who's been teasing you with like, just like, yo, the cake is a lie. Um, He's trying to help you with like putting some things up so you can escape. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, you know, puts like arrows to kind of help guide you and how to leave and where to go and stuff like that. But you never meet him. Nope.
2: I, I assume that was other people that were escaping. I didn't yeah, know that I, was I assumed a it wasn't that was one
1: person. I, I assumed, like Dave, yeah, I assumed it was multiple people who had escaped and they were all just kind of uh, hiding in these different nooks and crannies of the facility and trying to survive.
2: I did play it with the family, too, though. It was kind of cool to see kids trying to figure it out and learn the puzzles and stuff like that. At, same thing after a couple levels. I was playing it with the five-year-old and an eight-year-old, so it's, it gets difficult quick for them for them to wrap their little tiny brains around,
1: but yeah, Uh, dude, the, yeah. Like the double fling maneuver where you have to go through the portal twice. Like, yeah, that takes a little bit to get a hang of, especially at the end when like all those turrets come out. Um, in that one, you know, room I'm talking about, like all the doors come around, there's like 20 turrets. turrets. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to fling yourself up onto each of the, the platforms there.
2: Oh, see, I wasn't even doing that. I was shooting portals, behind the guns and i would just shoot a portal on the wall next to me and walk up behind them and just push them over i did do that i did yeah at <laughs> first i
1: tried to just brute force my way through it but then i'm like okay i could just knock all these fucking turrets over and then just
0: take my time to figure out how to get up there i think that's the one i did as well i just one by one took them out yep I was like, my uh my seven-year-old kept up though like there was a couple of spots where i got sucked. i was like dang, just shoot here shoot here Right there. All right, now, now go down there and then shoot. And I'm like, oh. dude, I swear. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Sometimes we we overthink shit. Sometimes yeah. it's good to have a kid by your side because, like, I feel yeah. like I would recommend it. I would recommend stuff.
0: having people watch play the game with you, even if they not want to play the game. Like, they can appreciate this the story. I think it's again, it's like the charm. Like you hear that. Um, I'm still a live song in the very beginning of the game mm-hmm. but it's on like the like a little radio it's like, plane, the, it's, like it's like the Spanish version of it Let, yeah 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 hey, it's fantastic and you know she's like all right this is kind of cute like all right and then you know she's talking about Kate and stuff like that and all right this game's kind of got like a cute little humor going on but then it turns sinister you know and then um when you finally do get to her it's cre- it gets a little creepy because you you start going through those offices that you were seeing earlier in the game and you're seeing the old test rooms that you were going through but through the windows you realize these are all deserted there's nobody here and um, when you work your way to her the reveal of her area is like kind of creepy and she's like designed to be I think it's I think this is true but where they just they originally had a big ring it was a couple different couple different
1: iterations of GLaDOS that they went through
0: but the organic humanoid, like, kind of shape upside down with orbs connected to it um, is what they settled with. And it's very unsettling when you meet her. Um, her I, her voice is so iconic. And uh, her design visually is iconic. And the way you take a route with the rockets and knocking off one by one of her, um, I don't know, what are they, personality? Personality
2: orbs. I would right? Yeah. Orbs. She's got like an anger like one, these eyeballs. Like an anger one, a curiosity one. One of them just talks about cake. Which one of them's
0: got. like yelling at you and growling at you. Yeah, the anger one. Yeah, that's the anger one. Yeah. Yeah, there's like four of them or something like that. The first one's the morality one. Good. I love yeah. the I love the part where you
1: you walk in there and the whatever, the morality orb falls off of her and she's just like she's telling you like, "Okay, I don't know what that is. Don't touch it." And then if you sit there long enough, eventually she'll like keep spouting out these lines and she's like, Okay, um, now touch it. Like she's trying to use like reverse psychology on you. It's <laughs> it's really funny.
2: <laughs> a lot of the dialogue. There is, is a lot of so that. There's
1: tons game. of like little dialogue lines like that. It's like there's so much like I I swear I didn't hear like a looping line of dialogue through that stuff. Like it's pretty impressive how much they put in there.
2: Even just like the writing for it throughout the whole like it's hard for I don't know how many sinister, psychotic AIs there were before Portal, but I'm sure there were a couple. But this one, like, ca- like humor in games is hard enough to do, but this one is, like, humor and suspense at the same time. But I don't know. The dialogue in this was quite well written. Um, and the, the effects that they use on her voice to
0: convey the encroaching insanity. Super good. I don't know if you guys... Uh, know much about the lore but I got into uh, uh yeah. I got into it man I lost myself too I about like, it it's it's pretty sweet man like like so when you defeat Gladys shell and her gets sucked up to the surface and you think you're safe but shell gets dragged back because she's unconscious and some robots are still alive and some little ones I guess take her back and put her in freeze freeze chamber or something like that and the scientist that was helping you his name is Ratman something like whatever Ratman and he has his own comic book which was written by Jeff Keighley (laughs) apparently the dude was a writer for a game writer and he would write these like side stories for like comics or something like that that's crazy so he so if you look up There's a little story between the right after the events of Portal One. It's about him and it's his story and how he got in, what happened before, and it shows how Gladys was made and she was instantly evil and uh, always wanted to kill and never could trust her and they tried and then when they did, what they let her guard down, she wiped everybody out with the gas and and it's sad because like when you learn even more with the story of Portal Two. Uh the, the, the original dude who made it, did do you guys know what know what his name was? Cave Johnson. It's Nolan North,
2: isn't it? No, Nolan North was in Portal Two. I saw that. I don't know who Cave Johnson is.
0: Cave Johnson is uh is uh JK Simmons.
2: Oh really? Oh that's awesome. Oh another fantastic and role.
0: He had a secretary though, and so I don't did you guys play Portal Two? I played some, but I know nev-
1: I haven't finished it though.
0: Oh my god, dude! It is just as good as the first one. <laughs> I
1: know. I, I want. I after like after this, I definitely want to play
0: it. Like, it's fantastic. It. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. I'm like, I'm talking. I'm like, I'm seeing if you guys are gonna hop in. Okay. Oh. Well, anyways, yeah. it takes place. It it it's it takes place years later. But um, there's a moment in the game where the big twist is not a twist, but it sends you to an air, like the original area of aperture when they were first doing the lab and it, it's all like dated and it's like seventies or something or eighties tech. Or it just has a different look, but there's like wood and they have different mechanics and stuff like that for the gameplay. But, uh, GLaDOS is, oh man, I don't want to ruin this. So I'll, I'll be, I, I guess I'll just be careful with this, but she changed his form in the second <laughs> game for part. It's a way to put it. And, and the AI, the person who's talking to you the whole time is just like a leftover speaker from the training course. And it's J.K. Simmons, the creator, who died because of like just being around the exper- uh, the lab and some stuff got to him. But what he did was he had the secretary. Oh, man, I'm, I'm trying to blank on her name. But he took her and he basically, the company made her transfer her brain into Gladys. And I think she died during the process, something like hmm. that. Because he was trying to like something vengeful, th- and that's why she's the way she is with uh, mm.
2: cheating death or something. That's why he cave was trying to. This whole system came about was because they were trying to get their consciousness out. Something along those lines. yeah. He was dying, ages, and he but. was funding
0: AI technology, and Gladys ultimately became well what he wanted to be. But he died before they had the technology finished. But when they did, uh, his secretary. They just took her brain instead, so she died in the process. But anyways, the theory is she's vengeful because part of her humanity is in Gladys now. She's very mad at what happened to her, <laughs> and that's why she just wants to kill everybody.
2: Yeah, finish cool. that portal too, Eric.
1: I know. I got to finish it. I, uh, I definitely After replaying the first one, I want to roll right into it. Oh, now's
0: the time to do it because you're in
1: the mood. Dude, yeah, I'm in the mood for it, yep. There was another little detail when you first, I don't know if you guys noticed this, when you first walk into the room where Gladys is, her like chamber or whatever, there's like a desk to the left and there's a red phone on that desk. Apparently there's like lore behind this red phone. It was while Gladys, the AI was being developed. It was someone's job to sit by that red phone. And like, if Gladys ever like went evil or went rogue, it was their job to pick up that phone and like, tell someone to like okay shut it down like destroy this thing but obviously that never happened so huh. it didn't work out for them it's crazy how
2: they build lore like i don't know if you know they were thinking about that when they put the desk there at like when they're developing the game but just like the the polish I think that's they just
0: added I think they just added to it i think i think they just had a really good back and forth between development and design yeah dude and, and just like it being open to like storytelling and, yeah,
1: another part of environmental storytelling, there's, a there's a there's like, a corridor you can go down, and it. it's, like, a dead end, but there's a room you can look into, and there's a projector with, like, a slideshow going.
2: <laughs> yes, I saw this.
1: And it's all of, like, so, like, the whole concept is, like, Aperture and Black Mesa, the company and the whatever corporation, Half-Life, is they're, like, competing, like, technology corporations. So, like, this whole slideshow is, like, all about, like, Oh, Aperture is better than Black Mesa. It's
0: like propaganda type shit. They're direct competitors. Yeah. Yeah, It's really cool. It's in the world. This is the tie-in to the Half-Life world where the events of Half-Life 1 like kind of open up like, hey, aliens, here's here's Earth. So that kind of opened up like this, you know, door to a war that happened with humans and and aliens. And before Half-Life 2 happens, the events of Portal happen technically, and this is them kind of going against, yeah, the Black Mesa and like, hey we have technology as well, the government should use us instead mm-hmm. to fight these aliens or something like that, but um, that that is a cool tie-in uh, I don't know if that's a big part of the story in 2 I, I I think Portal 2 just focuses on its own lore you just know that it's part of it, I could be wrong but I love the, the first Portal be, because the story is so minimal. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't get in the way. And it's just that just well balanced, you know,
2: like the, the physics feel right. That's one thing I like about the half-life games in general is because the physics always feel, you know, believable or real. I don't know how real portal feels, but I don't know. It just feels, it feels yeah. right mm-hmm. the way like movement and jumping and explosions and death feels, I guess. But that's one thing. I don't know. I wish the, the, Half-Life engine was used for more stuff because it seems kind of cool. Like, you know, the interaction with objects in the world, the physics on the other objects in the world, if something blows up, you know, boxes Mm -hmm. are scattering, that kind of stuff. So not just the canned animations and call of duty from climbing up a ledge or something like that, but more physics based animation.
1: Some of the technical, technical stuff in the commentary was crazy to me. Like how they actually created the portals. Like, um, so they basically have to create like a mini environment inside the portal, like replicate everything. And like to save on resources, only what you see in the field of vision through the portal is what's rendered. So like there's lots of technological stuff and you know, like in that hallway, you can shoot one on one side and shoot one on another side and you can like see through it yes, quote unquote infinitely or recursively. Um, Apparently, there's, like, a maximum of, of like, nine portals deep, so it's not actually infinite. And, like, on the last iteration, they, like, do, like, a copy of the previous one, so it looks like it's going forever. So, like, there's some really cool tricks that they Uh, did to, like, make it look more impressive than it actually is. And, like, I don't know, the way that they have to, like, reload the environment when you go through a portal, like, some of the stuff for the time is just... Insane.
0: I well, I'm glad you brought that up because for 2007, when I was playing, I was like, "All right, it's not 4K, but it's 1080 on my Xbox." And I was like, "This looks nice," and the artwork because it's so simple and limited mm-hmm. that I think the, the it's it holds up. I mean, it's definitely not, holds up, dude. It's not like it looks like it came out like a couple years ago, but I'm just saying like it doesn't look bad for a game from 2007. It's not like 2007. Ew. Like, no, this is uh so you know, maybe the later part, because it's it's all dark, it's like mostly dark, and you're just looking for the white, kind of clean palettes, but like that's just like the shift of the tone of the game in general. But like the guns look good, the 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 turrets look good, the you know, Gladys looks cool still as a villain. Um like Apple Everything just like looks good.
2: Like if Apple made a turret. That's mm-hmm. so what I was saying earlier. Yeah,
0: it's just like yeah, they like, said very Apple-y. <laughs>
1: They made them have little voices too because they didn't want the turrets to be too like um, quote unquote like I don't know scary. scary. Like they didn't they didn't want the focus of this game to be like the combat. So they made them have these little cute voices so they seem more fun and
0: less. They're different. kind of adorable. But when you do get hit, you're like ah ha, ha. yeah. The screen like turns red and like yeah. blood splatters all over the wall and you're like and then you just fall to the ground and you're like well. little shit right got me yeah I like the I like how you use the portal to platform you know to do the puzzle stuff but you also use it as like this weird weapon you know where Mm -hmm. you just know all right I'm gonna I'm not gonna just do it like I'm not gonna shoot like a portal six feet on this wall I'm going as high as I can this little shit's going down and then I'll go and I'll shoot another portal underneath the turret and I'll just see the little shit fly out. And I'm like, yeah. Yep. But then I- sometimes like a bullet will fly out because they they spray like crazy when they land and you're like, "Ah, I
3: got hit. <laughs> I'll
0: just shoot one above their head and then just shoot one out next to me and drop a box through it and just clonk it on the head, knock it over. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes with the puzzles, how much is mean? How much is like, like they knew I would do this, you know, where I'll. Dude, they went
1: through so much playtesting just to figure out like every iteration (laughs) because you know how there's like those fields before you go to the next test chamber that like incinerate anything that goes through it. So you can't like bring boxes or anything else to like the next test chamber so that I'm always trying to do it. Yeah, it eliminates any, you know, uh, way for you to solve
0: puzzles that way. They've they've thought about everything like she even tells you that narratively too so it's like a rule that's just like doesn't you can keep moving and playing and she'll just say you know
1: yeah they they, they worked the rules of the game design
0: into the actual like
1: lore and like story of the these test chambers which you know it just makes it all work
0: together so well why why don't other games do this today it's very rare where we see we'll see like good stories we'll see good you know gameplay like i don't know um uh, last of us 2 or halo infinite like these games are great you know they play well they have cool stories or whatever but portal did something where it's just like it did it innovated on on like what you can do with the genre and i'm trying to think who else has really innovated on the genre itself you know i guess maybe breath of the wild was a big one
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they kind of maybe Skyrim and Breath of the Wild it's like here's what you could do but you you knew the path of Skyrim because it was like it, they just iterate each time it's like Rockstar Those just are just yeah a little iterate. bit
2: a little bigger than the next one
0: um Portal came out swinging it's like check out this awesome story and it, this awesome it, gameplay like, it's a video game but like it makes
1: they make it so everything makes sense in that universe there's no hud right there's no like heads no. up display or anything love a game with no hud so that makes it even better. Like it just immerses you into that. the yeah, experience. Right, there isn't. Um, yeah,
0: it's just the, it's just the portal yep. orange and blue, like the, cross on the crosshair kind right, of thing. You got yeah. the reticle. Yeah. And they just, they just become more opaque if you're over the surface that you can shoot or not. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's great. You knew that there was a designer sitting there like, no, it has to be like this. And the developers like, all right. And, you know, they're just working together to, 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 to get like that. I, yeah. Lack of friction. There's no friction. It's just I think it's this not is clunky. Just everything was just perfect. Just no, Portal is like an example of like
1: I would say it's like perfect game design. Like absolutely, this is a shining example of how to design a game that's fun that tells a good story without too much dialogue. Um, like the environmental storytelling. I love environmental storytelling, and this n- game nails it. And like just as a standalone puzzle game itself, even without all the storytelling around it, it's still incredible and innovative and like something you've never seen before.
0: And the fact that it's just short is great. Uh, Yep. I love a short game. The villain, the the villain is instantly like likable. You don't even know it's the villain. It's just this female sounding robot and it's great. Yeah.
1: It doesn't overstay. It's welcome. You get in and you get out and you know, it's
0: just a, Tight, super tight experience. I would say it's one of those games where if you're going to be on the couch sick, but not too sick, but you can like <laughs> watch a show or try a game out, this is a game I think you might enjoy. Just be careful when you go um, through a
2: portal upside down and then the world spins around 180 right. degrees. Oh you go no. There.
0: It's very disorienting. It yeah.
2: does get, yeah. When you're going through a wall and coming out a ceiling,
0: it's a little tricky. Just keep an eye on Gladys because she can be. She can be mischievous. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. I, I think that's probably all we can talk about with Portal. I mean, there is another game, but I don't want to get too far into that, Laura. Maybe we'll talk about Portal 2. I'm going to play sometime. Portal 2. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, it's really good. I, I loved it. And um, I'm going to play the co-op with my son. If I, if it does local co-op, I hope it does. Um, I figure something out. But yeah, other than that... Uh, Valve, I wish they would make games. I don't know why they just can't make Left 4 Dead and Half Life in what's that? Just make some more. I don't really care what you do. Like Half-Life
2: Alex was sounds super cool, but that's just tucked away on VR and I just yeah. can't get my dirty little fingers on it. So
1: hopefully someday we'll see the ever elusive Half-Life 3 or Portal 3 or that's the whole joke. Valve can never make it to three. Left right. Left 4 Dead 3. Hmm.
0: Yep, Half-Life Half 3, Episode 3, all that stuff.
1: Yep. Hopefully we'll get another uh, first-party Valve game soon. I mean, like you said, Dave, Alex looks awesome, but stuck on a VR platform that I don't own <laughs> and it's like a $1,000 entry fee.
2: Yeah, it's rough. I Yeah, I'm not great with the uh, staying, not st- not getting bitter over things getting tucked away. Like, I want to play with toys. I want to play with these cool new shiny games, but yeah, what what can you do?
0: Yeah, that's just ridiculous. That game should be on all VR yeah, headsets. It
2: should, but
3: yeah.
0: All right. Well, I I say let's go into Act Three, where Eric will be playing hosting a game, a new game. I'm hosting a new game.
2: New new game.
0: Right. Yay! All right. Yeah. Let's uh let's check it out. We have returned and it is game time and Eric has a new game and I don't know what it is so yeah let's what is it called this game is called which a I am I
3: mm. interesting Okay. so
1: we're going with the, uh, the you know a little off the portal theme here so this is gonna be um I have 10 movies 10 sounds like a lot but I think this will go quick um and I'm going to name the so there in each of these movies, there's a sentient machine, program, AI, whatever. In each oh, of these movies. okay, okay. And I'm going to name the actor who plays the AI. Interesting. Okay. And you have Uh-oh. to name. You have to give me the movie. Um, but if you if you don't get it, if neither of you can guess just based on that actor, I'll start going into other actors in the movie. So interesting. It like, okay. It won't be stalled. Um, So, yeah, just buzz in with your name if you think you know it, and that's it. Oh, boy. Okay. Interesting. All right. Are we ready? Uh, Sure. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Here we go. All right. First movie. The AI is played by Alan Tudyk. Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Rogue One. Incorrect, but good guess. Oh, Uh,
2: I don't know who Alan Tudyk is.
0: Did I get the right actor right is when I did that?
1: that? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. thinking of K2SO, right? Yeah, that's that a good guess. A little. That is a good suspicious.
2: guess. You said Rogue One. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah uh, well, makes me think it's a Star Wars movie. I'm gonna guess Solo. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's Star Wars um, at all.
0: He must have done a V out of something else.
1: Um, let's see. The second actor in this movie is Will Smith.
2: Alan Tudyk is the AI, right? Yes. Dave. Yes, Dave. Uh, is this iRobot?
1: This is iRobot. Oh, I was thinking Good job. So
2: Will Smith gave it away. I am trying to think of uh, anything that he would have talked to, to a robot in, and yeah.
1: Yep, there you go. Bingo. Good job. Good job, Dave. One point for Dave. One
2: more than I thought I was going to get. I already had.
0: (laughs) I don't even think I said my name. I just said the movie (laughs) or something like that. I wasn't even thinking a rogue
1: one, but that is Alan Tudyk Definitely plays K2SO. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. right.
1: Uh, Movie number two. The AI is played by Scarlett Johansson.
0: Dave. Brandon.
1: Oh, Dave. This is her? This is her. Nice. Good job. Ooh. I thought this might have tripped you up because she did. She was also in Ghost in the Shell, that live action adaptation. Oh, okay. But I never saw it. That was a good one. I
2: haven't seen her, but it looks like an interesting movie.
1: That is an interesting one. For sure. I remember watching that in the theater. Alright, so 2-0 Dave. Close on that one. Um, Alright, this next one. The AI is played... By Robert Patrick.
0: Robert Patrick.
1: You might not know the actor. All right, but... I'll just go Brandon. Yes, Brandon.
0: Two thousand one Space Odyssey. No, incorrect.
2: I I don't even know. I don't have a guess for you. I don't know who Robert Patrick is. I don't know where he would be. Uh, I'm gonna guess Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what AI is in Lord of the Rings? Uh, Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf. Okay. Oh. All right. Let's go. Second actor. Edward Furlong. <laughs> I'm going with minor actors first. Dave. Yes, Dave.
2: Is this Terminator Two?
1: It is Terminator Two. Okay. What? How? What? How? Robert Patrick plays the T1000. He's the actor who plays the T1000. Oh, I was going to say you might not know the name, but the T, you know the, you know the face.
2: So the the liquid oh. melty one.
1: Yes, liquid okay. melty guy.
2: Ah, okay. Nice work, David.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, man. All right. Three nothing. David. Here we go. Movie number four. The AI is played by Alicia Vikander. Dave. Dave.
2: Uh, shit. What the hell is it called, though? X Ex Machina.
1: Yes, it is Ex
0: okay. Machina. What the heck is going on over there?
2: <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna be horrible at this game, but apparently, I am. Dave knows his AI. Oh, she was super hot in that movie. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> name stuck. But that there was a, that was a fucking great movie. That would be one a good one for the pod.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, gotta talk about that. Was that a good one. one. Yep. All right. Is uh, that for nothing? For nothing. All right. Brandon this is your run. Here we go. This next one. If if we don't get it, I will reveal whatever. We'll we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Uh the AI in this movie was played by Douglas Rain. Brandon?
2: Brandon. Brandon. You got any guesses?
0: Uh, oh uh, 2001 Space Odyssey? Oh. Ding ding ding. <laughs> oh, all right.
2: That's the one I was gonna guess too. I oh, wanted you to make. I at
1: least in that one just in case. Bless
0: your heart, Dave. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say I. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think either any of us would know any actors from that movie, but
2: I don't even remember the last time I've seen that. I just remember it being trippy as shit. So
1: that movie is wild. And at the t- I think I watched it in watched it in college, and I just thought it was o- super overrated. But maybe I'll watch it again someday.
2: So it's the one that sync up syncs up with the Pink Floyd album, I believe.
0: No, that's no, that's Wizard of Oz.
2: Oh, this one too. Echo is oh, a really? album. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I'll so teach right. that. All right, all right. All right. Staying
1: alive. Alright, so that's what all right. four. So one. stay
0: alive, baby.
1: Dave's got four. Brandon has one. Um this next movie, the AI is played by Kevin Spacey. Brandon. Brandon.
0: I was waiting for this moon moon See, i'm thinking when you say ai <laughs> i'm thinking like they don't have a body and so dave's been like getting all these like because i, I my said not at the beginning thinking, i
1: said sentient no, I machine know. or program or yeah i know
0: i'm just thinking like it's a voice of like Hale, so that's why i got that one so <laughs> quick. It's Like it's i've been waiting for that to show up <laughs> it was moon uh, you said that
1: was moon that one. The, sam rockwell moon
0: is a great that, you should watch movie. that one dave it's really good mm. the production that's how they the made list. it it's a great Small, compact space movie, mm-hmm. and I love some Sam Rockwell. He's a great actor. Yep. All right. Awesome. Uh. All
1: right. Two to four. It's getting interesting. The sixth movie here, the AI is played by James Spader. Dave. Oh.
2: No, you had your burr. You had your burr. No, you.
0: I, I, I know, but I, I don't know it. I don't know what it is.
2: Uh, this is Avengers: Two, Age of Ultron.
0: Yes, That's that is right. correct. Yes, it is. Ooh, he was Ultron. Okay, I knew he. I I could, like, yeah, he was in something recently.
2: Hi, He's Steve. got a very very distinct voice coming out of Ultron too. It's good. Mm-hmm. He does a good job yeah, there. Good
0: pull. All right.
1: Um, <laughs> I think this next one is just going to be a uh, race to whoever says it first. Um, portal. The Portal. Star Wars. <laughs> Alright, so it's five five two Dave, the next movie. The AI, or one of them, is played by Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Dave. Brighted. Dave.
2: <laughs> That's a Matrix.
0: Of course it's the, the Matrix. Yeah, I guess they're all AI. I should have seen that coming. I was like, what? He was in the Matrix? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a> fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Duh doesn't get any more ai than that
1: i was gonna say there's yeah there's multiple ones but the main the main ai
0: <laughs> i'm just waiting for you to or say Elrond. i thought you i thought you're gonna be cute and be like Haley jo Osman and i'm like ai <laughs> <laughs> oh see, I see what you did there. i've never seen that one i I was picking
1: movies i know we've all seen so oh okay
0: all right well for funsies let's uh let's, yeah let we'll I play the rest let's of just, these just, let's just play the yep. rest of
1: them out yeah Congratulations, Dave. Um, Congrats, Dave. There's two more. We can so. have some cake.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: last one, uh, or second to last one. Um, the AI is played by Sean Young.
0: Oh, Brandon. Brandon. Blade Runner. Yes, sir. That nice. is Blade Runner.
2: That uh, Yeah, I haven't seen those in a while. Those are to be a good one to catch up on.
0: It's Ridley Scott, man. They age well. Yeah, man. You could watch Gladiator, Alien, Blade Runner. His movies still look good.
1: All right, here we go. Last one. In this movie, the AI is played by Ian Holm. I don't know an Ian Holm. No. Nothing? Mm. Nothing, Ren?
3: Hmm.
1: No. All right, I'll move on to a, a different actor. Uh, I'm saving, saving the big name for last. So we'll go with John Hurt.
2: Pff, who is no. this John Hurt you speak of? <laughs>
1: okay, we'll just rip the band aid off. Sigourney Weaver. Brandon?
0: Brandon. <laughs> I just said it so <laughs> that didn't. Uh, well, is it Alien? Is, it, is he the one that it's, like uh, turns out to be the <laughs> it's Alien? And, and, it's the be. Yeah it's ash yeah yeah okay nice that's like a cool, yep. that was a good uh what was the name of that game eric which a i am i that was good yeah i don't know if we could play that one like again that. but that was uh it was, it was a special theme for this episode yeah i love it appreciate it that was super cool um all right well good job dave you beat me but that was a lot of fun and yeah. let's uh i don't know eric you want to plug your social one more time? And then I think Gladys promised that she would perform her song. Oh, so closer for this episode. Oh. Excellent. <laughs> well,
1: before that, um, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at nomads of fantasy. You can email us at fantasy at gmail.com. Um, I don't know, we're on other places too. We're on Facebook, TikTok, a bunch of YouTube. Like you can find us pretty much anywhere. Just Google the Nomads of Fantasy and you're
0: sure to find and us dozzles. yep uh, other than that uh, we're out of here and we'll let Gladys serenade us with one of the best one of the best video game songs
2: this is a perfect perfect ending to a yes. game too no games do this but.
0: take it away Gladys
3: this was a triumph I'm making a note here huge success Science
4: Por favor, bordón de falla, muchas gracias, de falla, gracias. I'm back.